0: Welcome to Whores Talk Horror. We're not really whores. We just like wordplay.
1: Hello and welcome to Whores Talk Horror. I'm Sharon. I'm Melinda. Today we are interviewing our very first paranormal investigator. Welcome to the show, Mike. Howdy. How are you?
2: I'm doing just fine. How are you doing today?
1: Good. Thank you so much for being here. So... Um, I'm going to basically let Mindy kind of run the show here because she's the one who's really, really into ghost hunters and watches all those shows. Well, um, really, I,
0: really into is relative, but we'll get to it.
1: She masturbates to ghost hunters every time. I night.
0: have a four-page document of questions. So <laughs> I'm in the right place. <laughs> you are among your own.
1: All right. So, Mindy?
0: All right. Well, um, if you wouldn't mind, uh, I, Tatiana who is your niece? Obviously, yep. um, we've had her on the show, uh, you know, once or twice. She's the regular, and uh, so she's sort of given us a quick background on your family history. But if you wouldn't mind kind of explaining, like, either your like your family's relation and your personal relationship or experience with the supernatural, to kind of get us going, that would be awesome. Sure,
2: I'm born and raised around the Chicagoland area, and uh, but my folks they come from uh, Latin America, Colombia born in Chicago, raised in uh, the suburbs. But uh, as far as for my background itself, uh, up to 2000, I was living in uh, in the Northbrook area and then uh, joined the military and stayed there for eight years, but I did another seven years um, working as an intelligence consultant for the U.S. government. When I was in the military, I started off as a, a paratrooper and, and for the intel, and after that, I got injured in my second tour. And from there, I went over, got healed up over at San Antonio, Texas. And then from there, I pretty much, my family moved down there. And after I got healed up, I went to Special Forces, and I stayed in Special Forces till I got out. And that's where I'm at right now.
0: Well, thank you for your service. Oh, I thank you very much. Um, What did you do with the military? Like, what was what was your position?
2: Uh, I started off as a linguist, paratrooper. Oh, and interesting. Yeah, so I, I, I spoke to... Well, oh, back then I spoke six different languages.
0: Holy uh, shit!
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I spoke uh, Spanish, French, Italian, Portuguese, Brazilian Portuguese, and Arabic. So
0: two different kinds of Portuguese, just to be clear. Yeah, on because
2: that. The, the the Brazilian dialect is really different from the the European Portuguese. Wow. Uh, Portuguese, yeah. So, um, from there, I just I worked with a lot of uh, radio equipment because, um, one of my primary uh, jobs was uh, electronic warfare. So, anything to do with the electromagnetic wave, radiation, and spectrum got to uh, deal with either intercepting or direction finding or type of uh, tried to decipher the type of technologies that are being used for signals.
0: That is so cool. And
2: (laughs) so, then from there, uh, I went back. You know, like I said, I was in recovery and I was still working there. But then, um, once I joined the Special Forces, um, there's only people in my field. Uh, there wasn't many of us that you could take somebody from the intel world and say hey you're going to be doing special forces guy stuff mm-hmm. and not many people volunteer for that believe it or not mm-hmm. <laughs> they just prefer to get the same pay and sit down mm-hmm. but i was one of those guys that did and uh from there i just did a lot of field working and so i went on a lot of missions uh using utilizing you know the high tech equipment that we had at okay the time. so and then from there um, they really need somebody that is object- uh does a objective decision-making. Sure. Because not only are you operating several million dollars worth of equipment <laughs> in your backpack, um, <laughs> you're telling them, yes, I got confirmed evidence that there's enemy behind this hill or we're getting for an ambush or something like that, or I have confirmation from all the indicators. And try to sell that to a general or so. That, that's, uh, you have to be very objective it can't be subjective sure sure and then after I got out um, and I did a lot of uh, counterterrorism so after I got out I just got called up and said hey work over at uh, uh, being a consultant so I got my intelligence uh, instructor master badge and uh, well senior I didn't get the master one but I got my (laughs) senior and then um, so I stayed as a consultant for the US government for about another seven years
1: that's super impressive. I know a lot of people in the military, but not with that extensive background. And you seem way smarter than <laughs> we ever will be. You wouldn't be. notice
2: if I was walking down the street. Hey,
1: that's,
0: all, that's even better, I think. I no, I know. I you never here. judge a book by its cover. Exactly. There you go. I just sat here the whole time with my jaw open, literally. <laughs> um, so in terms of paranormal activity, um, I, it sounds like it runs like sensitivity to paranormal activity runs in your family, mm-hmm. are you the same way or what got you interested in the paranormal?
2: Where it started off was that uh, well, the house that I was growing up in was haunted. And I could definitely say like there was a lot of instances where I'd be playing the piano and then all of a sudden uh, the candle wicks and the glass stuff that's on top, um the tray the glass tray would just shoot up in the air and try to hit me yeah it would be times like that
1: so like poltergeist not just like a like a a benevolent Mm. spirit more malevolent.
2: uh i couldn't tell you the difference malevolent Malevolent. Malevolent. yes
1: (laughs) see i told you i'm not that smart
2: (laughs) (laughs) so i I would have stuff like that um you know uh, plants just move out of nowhere just hitting the ground cabinets opening up uh, Stuff like that. But, you know, growing up as a kid ever since you were a little kid, that stuff's just normal to you. Right. You know? Especially
0: if you grow up with it. Yeah. yeah. Is like, it, though? Oh, that just happens.
2: <laughs> you don't find out. <laughs> until, yeah, until, until... Until, like, the first sleepover.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? You're house. like, why aren't the, aren't the cabinets banging at this yeah. hour?
1: And all the other kids are, like, calling their parents at, like, two in the morning, <laughs> like, can you please pick us up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Did other people in your house experience this? Or was oh, yeah. It... Okay.
2: Yeah. um, My brother, my sister, my my mom, dad. So yeah, everyone did. It was a known fact. Like, it was a known no fact. Question. It was simple to to see that.
1: And do you know like any the background of your house? Was it an older house? Did someone die there?
0: I do want to add that there was when my mom was in town.
1: When Surprise, Tatiana's had, is here, guys. Hi. Hey. I'm here again. What's up? <laughs> Can't get enough, you guys.
0: <laughs> I don't know if you guys recall
2: the one of the episodes when my mom. Was actually talking about the house being haunted, and the
0: owner had um, passed away, and he was haunting the
1: house. Oh, right. oh, was that the house that kept shutting off her blow dryer when yes. she was trying? Yeah, that's okay. the same house. <laughs> okay, so the history has has been spoken of Interesting. before, okay. but. That's yes, basically yes. what had happened,
0: is that it's the same house,
1: same experience.
0: Okay. Yeah, it sure is.
1: I know they moved around a lot, like, so I didn't know that was the same. Oh, okay. What an ornery old
0: man, I guess, because he's like, he could have just been like, can you please play a different song, I'm sick of this, like, yeah. and say, throw something at you. That's not nice. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Cool. Uh, us. <laughs> um, When did you um, actually start Doing any sort of paranormal investigation, like either on your own for fun or prof- like professionally, or after the after your service, or
2: I didn't do any after my service, but I did. Okay. A, 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 when I was younger, I was a. It was a math teacher. His name was Armstrong. Uh, he mentioned about um, uh, Techni Towers over at uh, Northbrook. Okay. And he mentioned about how. Um, there used to be another wing of the Technic Towers. and
1: Can you just explain what Techie Towers is for those people who don't know?
2: It's a church over in uh, north of uh, Northbrook. It's a church, and it's actually a monastery where a bunch of uh, um, priests, they do stay there, um, either retired or you know, and they have monks over there as well. It's huge. It had uh, also, I forget, uh, across the street, I forget the name of it, but where all the, the nuns go for training. I forget what it's called. Um, <laughs> nunnery. No. <laughs> it's not a nursery. <laughs>
0: yeah, because seminaries for priests. Right? right, that's what it's.
2: What oh, it? Why
1: can't I think of the name of this? Yeah, I, I was All right, Spencerpedia, look it up. That's what it was. Yeah, going to
2: check. <laughs> it's a nunnery. It sounds, a nunnery.
1: It sounds <laughs> like a creamery for
2: nun- <laughs> a nunnery. Oh my God. <laughs> I think
1: it really is called a nunnery. No, it's called a monastery. Wait, ma- a not a monastery. monastery. No, no, no. It's
0: for priests. <laughs> yeah,
1: Convent. Uh, Convent. Convent. Oh, okay. Very good. Oh, okay. That's that's okay. probably I think well, it's a convent.
2: Well there was one across the street from it. Oh, um, okay. And off of Techni uh, road. And um, they tore that one down. But uh, so they had that and there was another wing to the Techni Towers. And the Techny Towers is about I mean it's a big church, but it has two towers in the front of it. On the one of the sides, I wanna say West Wing. I'm not too sure. I don't remember. This is back in ninety three. That place was all held up. For, like, people during, like, World War Two and uh, the sick and dying type okay. of people that were held over there as well. And same with the fifth floor as well. So, and this is stuff that I got to work with over there. The, the, and you
0: were at when, How old were you when you were working on this?
2: I was, like, 16 years That's
0: old. That's awesome. We didn't do that shit in our high school.
2: Well, <laughs> and then, because I, I had a class, and I forgot my teacher, high school teacher's name, but it was folklore. So, I'm like, oh, oh I'll do that. So you know, Rad. Yeah. So, I, I did that. And... Started off just me being a kid, you know, sixteen-year-old kid, just wanted to go ahead and do this. So I talked to the people over there at Techni Towers, and um, they s- talked to the security, talked to the the administrator around there, and they said, yeah, they gave me grant, they granted me access to all the floors and everything that was going around in Techni. So went back to high school, grabbed the AV you know unit over oh there, God. got some cameras, and then we just went and. Uh, I'd study like literally every night for about a good month and a half. I was over there.
1: And what did you see?
2: See? Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, at first, I don't know. I don't know how much you guys know about paranormal, but um,
1: Mindy knows a lot more than me. But for those <laughs> listeners out there who don't know much about it, please yeah. feel free to explain as much as you want.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm. Uh, like by by no means, do I consider myself a professional in the in the field. But that's one of the first times that I, I dealt with it. And, but have I dealt with it since then? Yeah. Even as an adult, I still got to deal with it around there when I was in the fifth floor, the fifth floor, you know, when I was in the attic of uh, Techni towers, um, that's where the two towers meet inside one of those towers, they hold all the, the statues and all that stuff for all of the, the decorations for outside for the monasteries and all that stuff. And then the other one is where they do the exorcism rooms for here in Illinois,
0: which I didn't know that that was a thing, no. anywhere in the states really. Yeah, but like so yeah. it was a legit. Like that's legit exorcism room. Then that's its function. Mm-hmm. Did they perform a lot of exorcisms there?
2: I, I knew of two, but wow. I know that uh, I know that the, this region, and I don't know if it expands more than just Illinois, mm-hmm. but any of them they did do it right there, and through a to do an exorcism in the Catholic Church, it's 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 a big deal. So. Don't
1: you have to go through the Vatican to get permission? Right. I don't
2: know. I'm not religious. Yeah. We're not <laughs>
0: either. Me neither. We, no <laughs> we were raised Catholic. We should know this. But I thought, I think, yeah, you're supposed to technically. But mm-hmm. I bet people don't I, I dropped
1: out of um, Catholic school when I was, oh, geez, before I made my confirmation. So I yeah. did
0: make my confirmation. <laughs> but I'm not practicing, so... Well, anyway, that's side note. But yeah, um, the ones that you know about, mm-hmm. did is it just like they were like this person's possessed? We need to do this, or did they, they actually? Don't, they get... don't
2: disclose it. But the people ah. that I found out, the people that I found out from was uh, the security personnel, and because they know everything. Oh uh, yeah, they do. Yep, they do. And, and the janitors. And it's a high over there. It's a high, you know, turnover rate for huh. the people over there.
0: I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. No,
2: so. But what I do know is that when I was over there, like going back to what I was saying about yeah. paranormal investigations, if you didn't weren't familiar with it, I took initial pictures of the attic where I was going to be at, right? And it's dark. It's, you know, it's, there's no really outside lighting at all.
0: And for those of you younger listeners at home, Ooh. I'm assuming this was not like on an iPhone or with no. a digital camera or nothing. Nope. Old school film, yeah. Yeah, Just... this,
2: is, this is old school film camera.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: So I took out my camera, and I took pictures. And even though I was taking pictures, you know, it takes a while for the camera, the to, to film to develop, right? But I also took me some Polaroids uh, oh. at the time. So I took pictures of that, and I got upset every single time because I saw a bunch of dust particles all <laughs> over the place. But it got me upset because there's no dust. So when I started realizing uh, when the film got developed, you know, just only the Polaroid, but this is like a couple weeks later that I found out that the orbs were in there and it filled up the place like dust like, like a lot uh, like that's why i couldn't take pictures cuz you couldn't really see past your hands it was so much Whoa. of that activity
1: but it wasn't in the polaroids it was only it was in
2: the, the polaroids too but you could
0: visi- you would think if it was that dusty he should see it it was like it was yeah it, it, it was like a snowstorm that's like crazy. it was
2: really harsh and i'm like i didn't know what ors or nobody did any right. any paranormal oh, investigations back then i mean um that was just that was just weird so i didn't really take that much pictures of it but then you'll see it in our cameras that we had video cameras as well okay and um even and then you know you don't see the dusts at all but when you take a picture it comes up and then i just i just totally dismissed it because i didn't know what it was so that was that was a that was a weird part of it and as far as like we would capture like some orb activities coming out of it but you gotta you gotta remember like we didn't know what we were dealing with at the time and just wanted to record like i want to see a ghost <laughs> that's the very first thing you know as a 16 year old kid that's what you want to see
0: i can't believe that they straight up are like here you go 16 year olds go yeah, ahead exactly. and ra- run around our our place all weekend oh, yeah. or whatever
2: yeah and that's uh that's what happened every single night for that long
1: did you record audio when you were there as well?
2: I recorded audio. I had an investigation. I did interview um, either he was a brother or father, um, Jungblut, and that was his name, mm-hmm. Jungblut. And he was in his 70s or 80s at, at the time when I in- interviewed him. And he gave me the background information, pretty much everything that he was from over there, um, telling me about the areas of uh, all the the things that happened over there, but he, the the thing about the Catholic Church is that they do not say it's haunted, right? Because that's blasphemy saying this is a haunted area in a Catholic holy grounds, you know? Yeah. So that's that's one of the biggest things. So he he tried to avoid talking about any of that stuff. And here I am trying to you know hey show me some more. Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> so, but he he was cool. And um, as far as for audio, I did record. Uh, I did put some. There's a cemetery over there. A lot of them is uh the priests. Makes sense. Now, throughout that time, you know, I w- digital recordings did just come out at that right, time. Right, yeah. So and that was a big thing, like, whoa, holy cow, now I could do it on your cell phone, you know. And it was it's probably
0: like, like a huge like box or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, it
2: was a, if you try to tell a kid about a Walkman, they're like, What's right. that? <laughs> you know, that's the same thing. My
0: first C D player was a travelable C D Or travelable portable thank you it was my my aunt's and it was we're uh, making up all new kinds of words we are all kinds of new words i should say hashtag all of this Mm -hmm. um but my aunt gave me her her travel one and it was like the actual cd player itself but then it had a giant battery pack on the back of it and like i can't even imagine what a digital recorder would have looked like
1: (laughs) can i just say that we're interviewing someone who could speak six different languages. I know. We're struggling with one. I know, <laughs> right here. And we haven't, I mean, we've had a few
0: sips of wine, but we're not even yeah. that far in yet. But that's okay. Yeah, as, far, as
2: far as for the other languages, now I could speak just only mostly two English and Spanish. But uh, as far as like French or Italian, I can understand
0: it now. Hey,
1: okay, that's good. More more than we can do. So, <laughs> <laughs> so okay, we'll steer it
0: back. We'll steer it back. So, digital recorder. Yeah, digital and you
1: recorders. were EVP?
0: Did you? So, did you catch?
2: Didn't know what EVP was back then either. But yes. Should we, we explain what that is? Yes, uh, electronic uh, voice uh, phenomenon. So, basically, when you're dealing with recordings, um, recordings, our human ears have a certain point of hearing decibels out there, okay? Now, when you're dealing with, with a paranormal, uh, it, it just means it's outside of what our hearing is, and it's unexplainable source. Now, I could have somebody that yells into my ear, and I'll hear him louder than I get to hear a jet plane, you know, mm. uh, farther away, and with his engines blurring, you know, at like 200 decibels. So, when you're dealing with a, with a source, the difference between the two, why I could hear this person yelling in my ear outside of the jet plane is because what's called a negative dBm. And it's your measurements of the source signal of where mm. it's coming from. Okay, So that's why I could hear this person as opposed to a roaring jet. And, and the opposite as well. And, and it's the it's measurement of how much uh, force is going in there. Okay. Well, when you put a digital recorder, if the sound is originating really close, uh-huh. then it would be easier to capture it if it's further away. It's difficult, but unless it's like shouting, you know, so that's sure okay. That's how we get to, to measure things. Now, when we had things recording, then we did have um, uh, other odd sounds that were there. One of the recordings that we did have was we left it, uh, a digital recorder on top of one of the, the cemetery, I um, say uh, stones and while we were walking around away and we were uh recording uh visually recording all the areas um we come back and we listen to it but i didn't listen to it till later on and besides myself and two other people you know you could hear us walking away Mm -hmm. and while we're walking away there was a kid laughing it's the worst time at night it was two o'clock in the morning and just a kid laughing. All and, right? like,
0: no offense to kids, but kids laughing from an unexplained source is like one of the creepiest things. Especially in a
1: oh, yeah. cemetery?
2: In a cemetery. All right. So, back to the kids' story. So, now, remember I told you about the nunnery? Uh,
1: <laughs> it's where they milk the nuns. <laughs> oh,
0: Hashtag milk the nuns.
2: <laughs> oh, that's so good a trend. But, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> But uh so there was one over the, uh, across the street. I got to talk to the security guard that was there and she had mentioned that uh, the previous security guard was working there plenty of times. Well, I was still standing. and uh one time when he went inside, he just came back and left. He quit, he just tossed the keys and he took off. Oof. because he heard kids. oh my God, inside there when he had to go do his rounds. And he go ahead, and you got to remember, this is a dark area, Mm -hmm. and it's away from the city areas. I mean, there's no lighting. At the time, there was no lighting over there. So you'd be driving down, like, Techni Road, and all of a sudden, here's a huge monastery with a church, and it's like gleaming underneath the sunlight, oh I mean, not uh, the moonlight. I mean, that's just, yeah. it's an eerie feeling once you get there. And then now you have to be the security guard that has to walk <laughs> inside this building with a kid laughing in there? No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Even if it's just like punk kids, I'd mm-hmm. be like, I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> so
2: <laughs> it, it, he he walked in, room to room, trying to look for it and couldn't find it. And he's like, screw this, I'm out. You wow. know, Because by the time he walked out, the kid was laughing again. So he's like, forget it and took off so he stayed the rest of the night inside his vehicle he didn't didn't
1: (laughs) get out sounds wise
0: (laughs) yeah but good on him for like actually going and checking the rooms because i don't think i I don't know that i would have made it that far just to
1: make sure some kid didn't wander out of their house at like two in the morning Mm -hmm. and like (laughs) teenagers being jerks or something but i'd still maybe
0: be like i'll let the police deal with you yeah
2: (laughs) well and that's the thing about fear like when a person when a person tells you about fear like hey i'm not afraid of anything that to me when someone tells me that on something you're not that smart (laughs) <laughs> because because uh fear is the first indication of intelligence. You have the the, the ability to predict damage co- being caused to you before it actually materializes. Yeah. So like that, you know, you you have the capacity of thinking about it, but you can't overcome the fear without courage. So I, I it's courageous to to those guys that are working over there at weird hours
1: in the night. It's a that's actually a really good way to put it i never thought of it like that but it also like fear it's kind of along with common sense too Mm -hmm. you know like you can be book smart but you don't have common sense like if you're in a situation where you need to uh save your life or you know your fight or flight response needs to kick kick in if you don't have that capacity then yeah i i can understand what you're saying
2: yeah i mean um uh, I'm to this day, I'm still definitely afraid of heights, but I was a paratrooper. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and even in uh, in firefights, I was in a lot of combat. And even then, you can't really be afraid. It's, there's other people's lives online line and you have to do other things. So you have to conquer it. Yeah. And yeah. That's, that's the only way you could do it.
0: And be selfless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So after the after high school, did you do any other? paranormal investigations like for fun or i know you enlisted and and all that but was that like the only like official
1: or have you that was the only
2: only official one that i did now did i encounter a bunch of other ones yeah i did
1: you want to tell us about those (laughs) (laughs) where where should we begin yeah (laughs) do tell please we'll let you take the lead
2: um oh crap well (laughs) i mean besides i mean First off, I, if you ever have a chance, like over at the Technic Towers, you know I don't know if they'll allow you guys anybody to get in there right nowadays. But um, like I did everything, uh, I I broke into their catacombs underground. They
0: have catacombs. What?
2: Yes, they do. <laughs> they have a uh, they have underground tunnels. Now, not 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 with like skulls or anything like that, and that you'd find over there. But they do have which is, like barrels of like wheat and stuff like that, which is weird. No lighting whatsoever, which is amazing. Like if you get lost in there, you're done. So. But it was, it went all the way underneath over to the monastery where the guys, you know, the, uh-huh. the men stayed at. And there was one that went across the street.
0: I was going to say.
2: That was closed down. Oof. And it's all connected. So that's why I was like, that's, it's pretty, it's, it's very interesting when you're walking around there. And it's, it's, you could get lost like hard. I, you would find like dead birds down there because they, fly down there and they get lost you know and yeah there's no way no escape or anything but there
0: about. might have been a little hanky-panky if there was a little the nuns, a little tunnel the nuns and the uh, priests were like meeting underground <laughs> making and wheat and bread
2: <laughs> nunnery
0: is that what they is that
1: the what they nunnery. used to call it back then making wheat and bread
2: yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: um i
0: want i should, probably should have started with this but um do you remember did, have, did you ever have what was your first paranormal experience can you remember like your very first I know you said your house that you grew up in.
2: Right. I was about three years old. Uh, wow. four, four years old. And, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to have memories back then, but this one stuck out a lot because it scared the crap out of me. <laughs> but uh, I was on my uh, my big wheel inside the house, you know, just riding my big wheel all around there, you know, just playing around. And so it was about in the afternoon. You could barely see, like, the the, the sun coming in at and it was just a, a real nice day. And I was just riding around going, boom, 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 you know, playing around. Kind of like how you'd see in the, in the movie uh, the Shining. Shining. The Shining. Like right. Danny
1: from The Shining. Is it, no. just, it's just
2: the exact same thing. It's exactly <laughs> what I
1: was picturing in my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And then uh, I was riding around, and then we had hardwood floors. So when I was uh, running around, uh, I went into my parents' rooms. And when I went into my parents' room, I opened up their closet so I could just like pretend that was my garage. So then I, I started backing up in there. And then out of nowhere, there was this low growl, like, right in my ears. No. And I'm like, "Shit, <laughs> so yeah.
0: Put it back in drive. Let's get out yeah. of here. Yeah. <laughs> so I,
2: I really booked out of there so fast that I just dropped my, my trikey and just took off. <laughs> you know, I'm just, like, all freaked out. Wow. So, but, yeah, it was just a low, you know, growl right in my ear. And that was the very first time that I ever experienced anything.
0: So then fast forward to when you're in, in high school and you, you take on this project, like, mm. I, I would imagine seeing a building like that, like you said, it just brings fear to your mind automatically. But, like, you kind of had already been dealing with this. So were yeah. you a little bit more prepared, so to speak, than, like, your counterparts? One thing,
2: one thing that I knew for a fact is that, you know, being a ghost hunter, you know, like, yeah. I, I don't consider myself a ghost hunter. But, you know, you're hunting down d- ghosts. The one thing you don't have to worry about is that, you know, they don't really attack back. Just like how, you know, I got to hunt down, you know, terrorists. You know they shut you back, so right. I, I have a little bit more fear with those guys than I do anything else. As far as uh, you know that type of stuff affecting you, you got to remember it's uh, I got calloused by it. I got you know I wasn't scared much anymore okay. at that at that point, but uh, I always thought about it as you know not cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm try. I'm so I was so absorbed, and now I'm like, wait, what do I want to talk about? What are we? Talking Where is about I? Um, so. In terms of like on your own, mm-hmm. I know you mentioned when uh, in high school you guys, you know, were playing with like the beginnings of mm-hmm. digital recording and, and even visual stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, do you still have or seek out any sort of equipment or gadgets and on your own pursue things for fun ever? Um,
2: as far as for a lot of the equipment that are out there, I say it's very limited, even yeah. though it's it's out there. Because the reason why I, I say it is because... Like, the equipment that I got to deal with was very sensitive. I mean, you're talking about multimillion-dollar pieces of equipment. Right, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I've, I've captured things that were unexplainable while you're dealing as a professional intelligence, you know, you know, military personnel back then.
1: Can you explain any of those things? I was just going to say, yeah. <laughs> ta- yeah, so, I don't know if it's, like, top secret. You can or... be vague <laughs> if you have to be.
2: Or yeah, if fake I say names. I can't talk more about it, then I'll tell, I'll tell you that. Spencer
0: will just beep it. We'll
1: respect that.
2: <laughs> no problem. With the equipment that you get to have – Lots of the equipment that they have nowadays, I, I question it because, huh. you know, when you You're ma-
0: like answering a lot of questions. <laughs> I we'll get to them, but thank you. Just keep talking. Yeah,
2: no problem. Because <laughs> um, there's there's a lot of people that say about, you know, um, spirit boxes.
0: Okay. That's on my list. I was going to be like, what's your thoughts? I think it's just like when I was little and I had a, a walkie-talkie with mm-hmm. the antenna and you'd hear truckers.
2: Right. That's that's exactly what uh, it pretty much is. It's it's a radio that has a scanner on it, and it's no different than the scanner that you put on into your radio of your car.
0: Right. You know? Yeah.
2: And it, the only thing is that you have a thing that's called a squelch and a delay and roam, okay? So they just pretty much eliminated the delay on that, and that was it. And so in other words, it'll just keep on rotating without stopping on a radio station. Okay. And that's gotcha. all it does, and it's such a small area that it's, uh, I, I I doubt that you could actually pick up as much as you did, like how I did with my equipment. For example, while we were invading, I, it was my turn to go ahead and uh, scan the frequencies, and I was going all the way around. Now, squelch, squelch is basically telling you uh, there's static noise every single day. There's always a static noise that's on the, the radio spectrum. So on the static noise, you could hear it, but if you want to get rid of the static noise, then you get to raise the squelch level. And what that means is that anything that's lower on the negative DBMs on this, cancel it out. And then it will cancel that out. So the the more you, you have that squelch level higher, the less you get to hear anything that's kind of whispering inside.
0: Gotcha. Okay.
2: You know, those uh, static noises. Okay. In that sense, when people are listening to spirit boxes, um, yeah, they're effective if you could get it uh, – Remember what I was telling you, if you're closer to the signal source, you could hear it. If you're further away, you can't really. Well, when I was sitting uh, at a cement factory um, over in Iraq, uh, we were in um, Diwaniya, And when we were sitting there, we just uh, took this area over. And when we were sitting down there, um, I was scanning, and I could to hear... Break and squelch now we eliminated a lot of their communication devices that were inside there but i was hearing break of squelch and it could also mean i'm picking up high frequencies coming from all the way from russia mm-hmm. you know or coming from great britain and that's because there are hf uh fields mm. which is like anywhere around 10 megahertz or something like that that lets you know that how far that radio band could travel because from there you know, you're talking about several thousand miles away. You know, from Iraq to Great Britain, mm. and those bounce off the stratosphere. But if you're talking about a cell phone, you know, it's like, oh damn it, I'm right next to a cell tower. I can't even get anything. You know, right. it's the same thing. So it's it, that's where it gives you the idea of how radio transfers. So while I'm uh, examining, I'm looking at something that's called a spectral display that you can physically see the the signal jumping up and down. Okay. okay. And you can see all the signals around you. So I'm looking at that. And when I'm looking, there's a spike. Whenever there's a spike on the spectral display, that means that there's a radio transmission going around. And depending on how powerful that source is, lets you indicates how far the target is or how close the target is. Okay? Okay. So there's a spike. I hear it. And it's communications about vehicle movement. Okay? So that's fine. Go over to the next. And then it's the squelch cancels all the background noise. Mm -hmm. And when it cancels all the background noise, that means that you're focused only on that signal. Okay. And then another signal passes by and they get to hear the response of the communication device for uh, the vehicle movement. But then I hear nothing but except uh, a baby sound. Now, there is no signal source. There is no spike on the spectral display,
0: Oh okay. but you
2: could hear it clear as day. And I knew it was coming from the radio because I had one ear with the monitoring device, and the other one was open so I could hear just in case we were going to get ambushed or something yeah, like yeah. that. So I heard it clear as day. And there was no signal coming out of it and no uh, spike above the spectral display that breaks the squelch.
0: Yes, so please. let's say somebody did have a baby monitor running somewhere just to... Mm-hmm. clarify right like how close would they have to be if at all that you would pick it up it, like how possible is it that you were picking up a, a baby monitor i guess is what i'm asking that's
2: that's that's a, a very good question um a baby monitor you, it all depends on what it says in the back you'll see how many gigahertz it, it, it has for transmission okay um depending on the company and the factory some of them are very powerful um but when you're dealing with a high frequency yeah it won't go far enough like, okay yeah that's that's the, the issue but first off there's like three questions that i have about that like one why mm-hmm. would anybody transmit a baby crying right right first off second off at this time we already eliminated the electricity around the area you know so for part of uh invading so there's no lights in the city and third is uh when you have an area of, like, combat zone, mm-hmm. that's, like, a non-necessary type of transmission, especially if it doesn't show up on, <laughs> you know, a spectral display. Now, mind you, uh, psychological warfare is an actual uh, area inside the military. And PSYOPs, uh, psy- psychological operations, they do play baby monitor crying.
0: Okay, that's messed up. It is messed up. But we this is something else that we've sort of thought about talking about, too, yeah. so...
2: Yeah, now they call it... They don't call it PSYOPs anymore. They call it uh, MISO a uh, military information special operations or uh, service operations yeah
0: I
1: was like oh soup like
2: yeah, like <laughs> oh, <I'm> so so- <laughs> me so horny I don't
1: know <laughs> <laughs> so basically you're saying that the enemy will try and psych out mm-hmm. their enemies by playing sounds of like babies so you babies you, cry
2: you, and something like that you
1: get sympathetic and you're like oh there's must be a Maybe yep. in this cement factory, we yeah. can't <laughs> We exactly can't right. fight, we can't, you know, attack, okay. But yeah. there's technically, from what you're saying,
0: it sounds like that wouldn't have been really even possible where you guys were located.
2: And it, especially if it didn't display in right. the visual, okay. in the spectral display, it didn't show it at all.
1: So if they're using that psychological warfare, you would see a spike. I would see a
2: spike, exactly. Gotcha. And he
1: didn't. And no. Yeah, okay. But he heard it. Yeah. How long did it go on for?
2: Um, It didn't last long at all, I would say a couple seconds, because I did have the... Take off my headphone and see if I was hearing it near me
0: right, yeah, and then I put
2: it back on, but it didn't it didn't last long.
0: Are there any other memorable experiences that you can talk about where like something happened and actually like scared not maybe not scared you but made you have to be like, what the
1: f just happened like not necessarily in Iraq, but like mm-hmm. at any point in your life especially with using
0: equipment too because I find that interesting.
2: I highly recommend that anybody that goes into the jungle, you know, just make sure that you you, you do either know what you're doing or go with a guide.
0: I will never go into the jungle, most likely, (laughs) but good to know. Thank you.
2: Um, I did get get to work at the Andes um, when I was uh, working over there uh, and also in the Amazons. After I got out of the military, I decided to take a vacation to the Andes (laughs) that time around. Um, If you ever get to go to Machu Picchu, go. I totally uh, recommend it and hope that you guys – will enjoy it very much. I did book a trip, uh, two weeks, and it's just a, a trek to go down all the Incan trails.
0: Oh, wow. And
2: they show you all the the historic sites and everything. It's very beautiful. The different types of structures, the different types of uh, monuments are out there. And uh, the, the Inca empire was consisted of 13 tribes. One of them still exists, and uh, they're called the Quechuan's. And they still live down there. And uh, my guide was actually a, a shaman in training, which is pretty cool. So we wandered around all uh, the areas. We went to a place that's called Sakente. Okay. And Sakente Mountain is huge. It's one of those uh, those peaks that people would love to go ahead and try to conquer as well. You know, I don't know how high we were, um, uh, elevation wise. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how high we were. Uh, at, at that point but, but I know where it plateaus at the lowest part is 9,000 feet up in the air oh okay so and I know we went past 12,000 feet in the <gasps> air because tree lines stopped growing past 12,000 feet in the air so I know we kept on going way up higher higher and when we got to a, one of the places that is like a kind of like a resting stop uh, for where I'm here like dying of like you know can't breathe can't do any that stuff this 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 Old lady was climbing by herself. Yeah. <laughs> she was a one Ch- Indian lady that was walking by herself. She was like, "Later, bitch," and yeah, kept walking. Yeah, you know, like man, I got I man, I got by them. But <laughs> <laughs> so then, you know, and I, I was thinking I was a badass because you know, okay, yo, sure, I, I could handle this, and I'll, no, I couldn't. I was just bad. Ugh. So, anyways, besides breaking my ego, I was uh, <laughs> there's there's places that they have that you get to rest, like little um, uh, rock made homes they're just temporary stopping areas for people to go ahead and just rest or sleep overnight and then go
0: what kind of rock
2: um just the the uh the indigenous rocks around there you know pebbles that they actually this is this isn't uh, one of the older areas this is more of kind of like say recent like 1800s type of uh stuff that they put up there for people to to take a rest so we we stayed there it was nice um i had we had horses and, you know, carrying <gasps> our supplies. And um, we hired the local Indians to cook us food and carry, you know, carry our stuff. You know, horses are carrying it, obviously, but they would carry our stuff. Like a Sherpa thing. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and when we were over there, they were telling us about legends that happened Ooh. around there. And they said that there's um, there's, first off... There's no animals anywhere. You know, there's, uh, you probably see like a chinchilla. I don't know if you know those things. Mm -hmm. You know, the first time I ever saw one. I'm like, that's cute. You know, but (laughs) it's like, but it's an area that's very desolate. And and like I said, there's no trees over there. They stopped growing after 12,000 feet up in the air. So um, in our little expedition over there, um, they were telling us about how the ancestors would still roam the area and down the, the trails. And there are certain types of ancestors that you cannot see because if you see them, it just means certain death. Okay. And so, you know, it was at nighttime, and, you know, I had to take a piss. It's one of those
0: things. You guys were camping outside or you were at the rest area? Oh, we were camping outside.
2: <sighs> we, we brought all our, our tents and everything.
0: Everything about this is like a horror movie for me personally. <laughs> I would never, I'm afraid of ice I never want to go camping. But this is awesome thank you yeah, Keep going and, please like <laughs> to give you
2: to give you a setting of how it was um well first off we they carry coca leaves all over the place okay okay now yes it's it is that type of coca leaves but it's legal <laughs> <laughs> over in Peru the reason why is because it's a, 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 how do you say a medicinal medicinal the medication helped a lot with elevation sicknesses
1: oh I see that and makes sense yeah so
2: that's uh it's been used by the Incas and
1: it's you weren't snorting it no we weren't snorting
2: it. <laughs> No, but it, it, you really do feel it when it, when it kicks in. I bet. Because like, they chew it like as if it was gum too. And they're like, here you go. And I'm like, okay. And I tried it. And I was like, wow, it tastes like I'm chewing on leaves. It doesn't taste that appealing, but I don't want to spit it out.
0: Yeah, you don't, <laughs> was, you don't want to be rude. Yeah, I like, was like, no,
2: no, it wasn't even rude. I wanted more. So, uh, why do
1: I feel like I want to go for a run right now?
2: <laughs> it did. It, it's like as if somebody turned on the light, you know, and it's like, wow, everything's brighter, everything's better. It's like, oh, it's great. But it's all because, you know um, – oxygen uh deprivation
0: yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah you don't have that much oxygen inside your brain so certain areas kind of like you know shut down so i liked it, <laughs> it was pretty good. so they they had that everywhere they were prepping me up they prep you up a nice uh a tea of it and at that elevation you're, you're talking about dirt all over there but a lot of like pebbles i would say the size of about your thumb and even to the size of like your your feet they're pretty big um and you still got another few thousand feet up to go oh my God. above you, but it's all ice, uh, uh, iceberg area or not iceberg? How do you say it? like, like glacier? There it is. Okay, like it's well, glacier. like snow capped. Mm-hmm. It's snow capped, but that, that that one does have a specific glacier there. Oh, Okay. And oh,
1: so there's like lakes or like water up there too? There is
2: water up there, hmm. um, even at that elevation, and with the 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 glacier—you could hear it cracking in the nighttime and the distance. So it's, and you got to remember we're in an elevation that it's not mist; it's the clouds that that's passing by us. So we do see the clouds, and it's a nice misty area. And it's, um, when I climb up to a certain area, you could see the blue, deep blue, penetrating blue of the the glacier inside there. That I thought it was only in like the nature documentaries, but it's 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 real, and you get to hear it crack, 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 and. And it was it was just gorgeous, you know. I, I would say it was gorgeous, but coming down nighttime, it was kind of creepy. <laughs> so you do you do uh, realize it? And there's some uh, areas where there's a lot of puddles and everything. That's because you know it's warming up. Well, you know, going out and take a piss, then you get to hear a kind of a of a shrieking noise. <gasps> okay, and mind you, I told you we're at a high elevation that we don't know. Right. Yeah. There's there's no animals. There's no trees. So that that for you know
1: do chinchillas? shriek no. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: after you kick him i guess <laughs> but not like what he heard. so no. when you went
1: out to piss you didn't actually just like kick a no. chinchilla. you didn't step on its tail <laughs> or no, no we're healthy skeptics like yeah, you yeah. Said. Yeah.
2: and I, I would say that it to me it reminded me of a of a certain type of like like a screeching owl okay okay but not even in this area not even this part of the continent
0: right you know? right, right. but
2: it, it was it was a screeching owl and when I talked to the the shaman, he because uh, I, I after that I zipped it up and just went right back uh, in, and it was cold. I would say it's it's freezing oh out there. Oh my god, I can't even but, imagine. Uh, but when we're going over there, he he told me that the the spirits they do transform into animals, so such as like you know the jaguars sure. and all that stuff. But um, he says that uh, there's there's someone that give you warnings, like if you hear it, you can't be outside because it's going to be passing by the spirits.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. You're know, like, I just got of pee. Give me five more minutes. Yeah. I'll go back to my tent, I swear.
2: Yeah. Uh, but it was, it was, uh, it's, it's those type of things that makes you, I wanted to stay and uh, investigate some more. Wow. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, that wasn't part of the, the trip, but it would have been nice, you know, just uh, to see a bit more of those uh type of sightings
1: interesting did you bring any of your equipment with you no i didn't no, okay. uh,
2: uh, only uh hiking gear because uh, i'm a i'm a mountain climber and hiker so
1: yeah like it only the necessities probably okay. for mm-hmm. hiking and camping and that's a lot yeah. so yeah <laughs> only only
2: it, it, at that point you're you're trying so hard to count how many steps you're doing you can't even do anything else
0: so um, either while you were in the military with their equipment or personally, um, did you ever ha- have any, like, visual thermal imaging technology at all that yeah. you used? And yeah, I had a lot. Have you had experiences that are odd with it?
2: Uh, not not with it, no. I didn't have anything uh, abnormal out of it. Uh, some heat readings that weren't there, but, you know, I wasn't looking for ghosts at the time. That's, you know, I was yeah. Looking, I was looking for ambushes at the time. Yeah, but, yeah. But, um. But yeah, I, I had some readings that were off. Uh, really? Yeah, that uh, for the heat signatures, like I said, like I would just, I would detect a, a heat movement, but either it's a person or not, and right. I don't dwell on it. You right, know? right, right. So I saw, and if it's not a person or an animal that I should be afraid of, then I just kept on going. But I did pick up a, quite a few that would show off of uh, some areas. It was weird because um one of the areas that we'd uh, we'd traveled through. Um, our instruments didn't work properly and what i mean is that even though we have our our navigational equipment such as like you know uh our lancetics uh um compasses yeah, yeah. i mean we'd have those uh sometimes you know yeah you know, i just i just rather use a gps but those, the gps would go off pretty weird yeah and that a lot of it could be dis, uh uh explained i was in afghanistan and a lot of it, uh, it could be explained was now, you know it could be the terrain system itself, and mm. that's that was my primary job is to identify if it was a terrain physical terrain or anything like that um but seeing it that we needed to get our bearings straight we'd have to i'd I'm the one that'd have to climb up all the way up to the top of the mountain to get a proper reading oh fun, yeah you know? so it's <laughs> so, and it's not cool when you're carrying all this stuff, oh my god, but uh. You know, and then that's the only way. But there was a couple of areas that I just could not get. We couldn't get any readings whatsoever of north, south, east, west, you know, just from that. And, yeah, we could definitely tell. But our equipment needs to read it properly.
0: Right. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have any equipment that you've either purchased since, like, for fun or for personal use? Or (sighs) one of my questions I was going to ask you about is, like, there's so many apps yeah right now out there and i mean i realize Mm -hmm. grain of salt Mm -hmm. but like i was wondering what your thoughts are as to that kind of thing and if you have any equipment that you still have and kind of use for fun or maybe not for fun because you think Mm -hmm. you have a ghost or whatnot
2: (laughs) well what i would say is uh as far as for the apps that are out there the apps are only good as, as the physical equipment right you know if you don't if you don't have a a receiver or transceiver that's actually equipped to go through all the uh, spectrums, then you're only limited to what you can get from that app. It's a cool fun toy, you know, and you could use it.
0: Yeah, I um, we'll get we're gonna put a pin in this because I want to ask you. I have another question later for you about this, mm-hmm. but um, I've noticed on some of the newer ghost hunting shows, I'm putting that in air quotes. Um, th- there's like you know thermal apps that folks have on like their iphone on like a selfie stick yeah and i'm like how effective i mean yeah it's a toy i downloaded an emf detector that was free for my phone because i was worried the ac in my bedroom was giving off too much frequency and Mm -hmm. it did like use the compass in my phone and like effectively tell me that no i wasn't gonna get some sort of radiation poisoning from my air conditioner but Mm -hmm. i didn't think that I would rely on that for like an investigation. It seems like some people do, and it's I, it sounds when, like you're not a fan. No, I'm not.
2: Um, the reason why I say it, when you get to deal with real thermal imaging type of equipment, whether it be hot, white, cold, or um, uh, FLIR or any of those type of equipments, those actual real professional equipments have a, a refrigerator unit inside the lens area. When you turn it on, it does take a while for it to even turn on. And that's a whole entire system, about bigger than the size of my both my hands. You know. And it's it's pretty big. So you don't have that on a cell phone. Not yet. not <laughs> yet. You have those. And then the other types is like a laser. Right. Uh, laser like the grid or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um the laser for uh dete- uh Monitoring the heat elevations. Oh, yeah. You know, um, lots of uh, cooks get to use it. Uh, health inspectors get to figure out how they're utilized. Um, the one apps I have seen, uh, apps that are well, cell phones that are with thermal, and that's where I live over at Texas right now. I live right in the in the center of the frack land. Okay. Oof. Yeah, I live right in the center of frack land, and it's just cows and fracking. And we're not
0: referring to Battlestar Galactica.
2: No, 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 no. Starbucks. But (laughs) but um, from there, uh, they do have cell phones, Uh, and I know that uh, a lot of the company men and the inspectors that uh, have to monitor all these equipment uh, for the last thing you want is like a blowout of a a well, you know. So so they do have uh, cell phones that actually have a physical adapter that oh. does get to monitor uh, heat elevation out of it. And it's a combination of laser and a uh, oh. refrigeration unit. But it's a physical attach- uh, attachment. It doesn't have a a cell phone by itself app.
0: But it could, like, technically, if I were in a position, like, with a military, I could, like, attach this thing mm. to my iPhone or whatever? Is that – or, like, would you need a special kind of phone? I guess is what you, I'm asking is, like, if you legitimately want results, accurate results – an app from the I I the app store I think there's, and them do it.
2: Uh, there is a commercial cell phone out there oh. that does have it. Uh it's a thermal imaging cell phone. That's and crazy. It's, it's not an app, but it does have an attachment unit you could probably find it. Um
0: basically you just confirmed everything I was thinking too, yeah. but I just wanted someone who knew more about it to say that. Oh, there's <laughs> there, yeah, it's
2: it's 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 a it's a good selling point.
0: But, it's so, yeah.
2: But it doesn't really do it.
0: All right, so we got absorbed in conversation and I actually kind of – we were just mm-hmm. trying to figure out where we were with our last – what we were, our last topic was, but this has been so fascinating. I do – one thing I really, really want to ask from somebody who especially has as much like professional skill – as opposed to like, I use an app and I know what I'm doing. I'm a nerd and I made section headings for all of the things I wanted to talk about. And this next section is called ragging on Baggins, ghost shows with bros. (laughs) So first off, it sounds like the answer is yes, but do you watch paranormal investigation? Oh yeah. Reality TV.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I do.
0: Um, I was a taps fan Mm -hmm. back in the day. I still love Grant and, and Steve, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's Ghost Hunters, the original Ghost Hunters show that aired on Sci-Fi years ago. Yeah. And I always felt like they kind of were for the lack of a better word, somewhat legit that they were trying to disprove things or whatever. Yeah. And I now I think it's just kind of crazy. So I kind of have two questions. Sure. First one being, are there any ghost shows that you watch and like specifically? And I don't mean watch because you want to have fun and yell at the TV like I do, yeah. but like just like you genuinely are like, oh, they're interesting and they know what they're doing.
2: Um, I forgot the the guy's name that was with uh, Zach Baggins.
0: Um, um yes. His uh, uh, Nick. Yes, yes, Nick. yes.
2: yes, He uh, spinned off and did um, Paranormal Lockdown. Yes. And I find that a little bit more entertaining. For the fact that uh, they stay there for a few days, you know, and, yeah. uh, the lockdown, which is a lot better than just saying, oh, this one night, you know, which, shit, probably, you know, the ghosts have something else better to do than <laughs> <laughs> trying to scare the crap out
0: of you. I've you know? already said that, like, after I die, I want to be a, the first... Um, celebrity uh, reality tv ghost nobody steal this idea but like mm. when they're ever like is there anyone here with us i want to be like yeah fuck off like yeah. in response <laughs> to their mic but yeah. yeah no i i know that show um is there a show that you would consider like when it comes on you're like oh you guys suck go away
2: I haven't gotten to that point yet. I yeah. Because mean, I mean, okay. uh, you gotta, you gotta remember, like, if it's a TV show, like on the actual television, yeah, um, they have to work with their ratings, right? And if they are given a certain amount of budget for a certain amount of time, and if they don't catch anything, then they're gonna edit as much as possible to make it look fun, or probably even act out a bit.
0: Which is, I think, what happened with Grant on Ghost Hunters, which is yeah. why he left. But I'm not gonna make any like judgments or or, or any starting rumors or whatever um but have you watched ghost adventures the show
2: yes i have as a matter of fact uh they filmed in a lot of areas that i used to live around yeah
0: they filmed in bachelor's grove yeah i found uh, out which is we've talked about it on the show before i think but um it's a local cemetery here in illinois that mm. is has a rich history of all sorts of crazy shit
2: they they filmed also in yorktown texas where i you know i currently live in right now which is a the hospital that's, uh, the abandoned hospital. Oh, over there. Okay. Um, they also, uh, filmed over at Tombstone. Um, uh, that's where I lived at too, you know, around that area. Okay. Uh, Bisbee as well. Um, a few of the, the haunted hotels that are around there too. I mean, that's the places that I, I lived at too. And so, yeah, those are, those are legit places.
1: Do you have any personal stories from investigating in those areas?
2: Um, no, I'd never investigated. But uh, yeah, we in that way yeah. yeah there's there's you know bumps in the nights, you know that we get to say like hey, nobody was there and that's you know pretty freaky, but that was it whereas for me like you know I'm kind of used to it, but you know it's just one of those things that you know, oh yeah it's it's haunted okay
0: I'm gonna touch yeah. on that more a little bit later, but first I just have to ask, have you seen Demon House the documentary it's Zach's no. documentary okay basically um
2: is that his uh new uh, like museum area No
0: the movie. No. Where he rents out a hu- or buys a house in Indiana. Oh, I, I remember f- that one. Do you have an opinion? Like, do you feel like Ghost Hunters, the original with taps, I felt oh, yeah. like made it look real. And like right. these guys are doing their research and they're not just fucking around. Whereas now people go into an abandoned building and yell, mm-hmm. like, come at me, fucker, ghost, like whatever. Yeah. And look like idiots, in my opinion. And do you feel in any? Do you have feelings on whether or not that reflects badly not only on the field of paranormal investigations, but also whatever entities or energies might be around naturally anyway?
2: Well, and then if you look at it, two points of views, so from my personal opinion, uh, two points of view from that. One is that you don't want to piss them off. Uh huh. One thing, and then. You know, if if you're you're like a true believer of it, like you know, first off, you're, you're gonna be disrespecting them, or you know that type of thing. Or the, the the second part, like you know, the the skepticism is like it's just entertaining to watch this guy yell to himself. That's <laughs> why, why nowhere, I asked about you know? Demon
0: House because it's amazing yeah. in that way. So yeah.
2: you go in either either way with it, but um, uh yes, I've had uh, I would have to say I had something following me around uh, for a while, uh, especially after the the Technic Towers. Um, uh thing uh
1: wow how, how did you know well
2: there was there was that one time uh uh that i was up in uh the attic and the attic had a lot of oh man a lot of uh, uh stuff you, you have to remember that this place the only type of lighting that would be coming inside there is during the daytime and the roof is still made with the original type of uh roofing i don't know if it still is now it's been a while but this is back in 93 but uh the, whatever light comes in from underneath the shingles, that's what the type of light eating you, you okay. got right now, okay? But at the time that I did my investigation was always at nighttime. Not so much because, you know, he get a lot of, you know, uh, creepy stuff out of it. It was mostly because I was in school. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> right. You know, I'm a, I'm a high school kid, you know, and so I, I, the only time I could go there is uh, after I finished eating dinner. So one of the times, um, I was by myself this one time, and it would be groups of two minimum. Okay. Um, but uh, this time it was only two of us. So one, uh, one of us went around filming the areas, whereas myself I stayed uh, right there next to the to the exorcism room that I had uh, mentioned about Often. earlier. And the lighting I had, I would say, it was the camera's uh, back lighting. You know where you could see the mini screen back sure. there. And what well, we would consider like a cell phone screen back then. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so then um, sitting there and I was uh, observing and I took meticulous notes. I wrote down if anything happened every 15 minutes so then I could reflect it back into the videos that we had. And mind you, it's just like that. Quiet. Nothing, you know, no noise whatsoever. And sitting right there, I, I, I thought it was just only something at the corner of my eye. But, um, you know, how you, you, you think you might see something, but you're not too sure, and then you look at it. Well, not in this case that, uh, that I thought I saw something. There was something that was moving without any noise, just coming out from the door. Oh, my God. And I'm sitting right there, and I didn't know how to process it. At the time. Because you're you're expecting to hear noise. But you're, if there is no noise. While it's moving. It's going at. You wish you could see the feet. <laughs> but there is no feet coming out of it. And it was. Like a little girl. And. Just from the side of it. And I would say something around four feet tall. Just. Slowly coming out of it. Of the exorcism room. So I'm hoping that it's just only my imagination at this point you know being a kid but uh i'm writing it down and when i looked directly at it it was still there and that's where i was kind of freaky and it turned its head and when it turned to look at me it didn't have a face per se it was just missing the eyes and the mouth but and had its long hair and I would say that that was the most freaked out, scary part of my whole entire time over there.
0: What What happened? Did it keep moving, or did it?
2: It stayed there for a while while I'm looking at it, just trying to rationalize. Hopefully, this is not my imagination, or hoping it is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> at the same time, and wanted to capture it in camera, but it didn't really show. I mean, you know, remember we had those potato cameras back then? Oh yeah. And um, this is even if it was audio visual uh, crew. Uh, camera it still didn't pick it up but uh I even closed my eyes hoping that it went away and it didn't go away so it stayed there but it kind of like disappeared after a while and that was the most scared part that I was in that time yes ma'am
0: <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs>
1: so I was gonna say um the the one time in my life that I actually saw um I guess a Ghost, or I, it was a shadow figure um, which I've actually heard since actually when Tatiana and her mom were here and explaining that shadow figures aren't actually ghosts. Um, they're something right. different altogether. Thank you. You're segueing into my next <laughs> Yes. Very smooth. I can, smooth. Very I can smooth. Very read smooth. your mind. We're like simpatico. Um, but it was it was the same thing where I, I looked away and looked back, and it was still there, was still and that's there. how I knew it was it was real. Like I wasn't dreaming or whatever. Do you have any experience with seeing shadow figures?
2: Yes, uh, actually, the same place too. <laughs> and, and, uh, so, in, so, this place is just crazy. Oh, haunted. it is crazy haunted over there. Um, again, like the, the Catholic Church won't say it, it is right. You know, right,
0: but, it's not crazy haunted. I'm just kidding.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, in my experience, yeah, it is crazy haunting over there. So I'm. Back over there and brought after that incident then I, I made sure I turned on my light <laughs> you know, turned on the lights uh, just to, to to highlight the whole entire attic it's a pretty big attic and on the other side of the room is the mechanical um well the machine part for the elevator that is there mm. so you know you have all the gears and all that stuff and there's a door on the other side over there and there is only a window but it's only big enough to see the head of a person so I sitting there, and the other guy that I had sent to go uh, wander around to take a film in our hotspot areas that we called it, um, I saw that he was there uh, trying to open up the door uh, to come into the attic where I was at, right, on the other side of the, the towers. So I, I saw him, and he knocked. I'm like, okay, no problem. I said, wait up. I walked over there, and he knocked again. And I, I'm like, I'm coming. And <laughs> I went over there open up the doors, nobody there.
0: And you saw him I on... saw
2: him and saw him looking at me, looking at him. You know, just
0: like visually or on yeah, like physi- device.
2: No uh, no physically. Physically, visually. And we even caught it on camera that he was there. Shut up. With his head through the window trying to get in. And I walked Where over did there. he say he was? He was nowhere near over there. He was no he was on the other side of the wing. He was nowhere near there. So
1: do you still have that video? No, I don't.
2: Yeah, I know, dude. This is before
0: YouTube. <laughs> yeah, this
2: is way before YouTube, I and mean, this is uh, all of JVC VHS yeah. type of cameras, you know. JVC. No, oh,
0: yeah. What did your superior, I, I guess, bosses or whatever you would say, what did did they view that the, the- Tape and what, like, what did your boss say? Or what I did didn't you, have a boss, it was, it was high school, you didn't have a boss. Or, oh, that's right. So, I guess that's why I said superior, like, you're in your professor. Like, were they did they say anything about that or see it? Or were he was kind of quiet about
2: it. And interesting like, yeah you because know, I, I brought in a uh, I brought in the security guard actually for my <gasps> presentation good. too good move yeah I'm like yeah so these are the pictures that we took and all that stuff to debunk a lot of things because that's what that was my primary thing was to do is right. debunk a bunch of this stuff right people would say oh there's uh lightning bolts that you know or movements of light orbs moving around in the in the cemetery and all that stuff didn't see it right you right know, and a bunch of that stuff I did capture one image of a, a ghost in a picture and it ended up being somebody with a vest. And uh, when I was showing it, he was downstairs, and you know, downstairs was like a museum area. But it's funny because there's a downstairs, and then that's where the entrance is to the, the catacombs. catacombs or t- underground tunnels. You know, and I broke into it. So <laughs> <laughs> it was a locked door. You know, I was, I was a kid back then. so You're
0: 16. What are you going to do? Yeah. Break into it.
2: Yeah. If you have something locked, I'm going to open it. So I <laughs> went in there, and um, when I was taking pictures of it, you can see him clear as day, like, you know, half body out of the wall other half body in. I didn't see it in person, but, you know, when I took pictures, I'm like, oh, crap, this is an actual person, you know? Oh, my God. And when I was talking to uh, Father uh, Jungblut, you know, which is the, the, the um, priest, and I showed him there was a, uh, a priest that had passed away that was dressed. He was the one priest that had a, a vest on it, and he's like, well, we had a priest that just passed away, and he wore something like that. And... He was open to talk about you know paranormal stuff, but he didn't want to say it. You know,
1: so yeah, wow. So important question is, did you get an A on your project?
2: Oh yes, I got an A plus.
1: Hell
0: Woo-hoo. yeah! And it that wasn't, was a good question that I did not write down. Very good. And it wasn't.
2: It wasn't even all just that. He just loved the architecture because there is a bell tower if, within the monastery that's not out to the public. This it's place. underneath the bridge. I mean, underneath the 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 roof, and it's it's still up there. It's like all wooden. You know, uh, the hunchback of Notre Dame type of look inside of it, you know. And I've
1: driven past this place like a hundred times. Seriously? Yeah, because I used to have to drive past it on my way to work. Yeah. And, but I never knew the history of this place. So now I'm, I'm going to have to, uh, do further research on it. I and think Spencer's already. On yeah, I it, think Spencer PD is but... already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, I see it. He's
1: on a mission. But yeah, um I might have to see if we can try and get in there. Maybe I'll put on a nun costume and <laughs> Sure, I'll go there. <laughs> well
2: that's the thing, like like right now, I mean I I'm technically retired right now and so that's why I, I wouldn't mind doing another Ghost adventuring or whatever if I'm you all... do
1: can you bring us with you
2: yeah well i was gonna say because uh i do pr- currently I, I i do purchase abandoned buildings and fix them up and push them back to the community yeah so i was thinking like you now hey if uh, any of you guys want to come along or if there are a building around here in chicagoland area that you guys want i'll buy it and then so you're a flipper
1: yeah oh yeah
2: yeah <laughs> i swing that way <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: so,
2: yeah the bell tower itself uh like i said it, it, he liked the design of it oh yeah that's right I that was uh when we were recording Uh, just coming in. We heard the bell tower the bell inside there just uh just you know, tapping and going off. But I did not know that it was not in service.
0: And did it have like a like oldie schooly time like bell,
2: like with a pulley (laughs) and everything? Yeah, (laughs)
1: you had a pull of a rope. Actually
2: it, it had the stairways to go all the way up to the top and to the tower itself but it's it's real weird because it's a tower within the roof okay. like it's it's that high of a roof inside of there and i'm like this is really cool but we didn't know that that it was not active while we were hearing it going off and you know it was pretty...
1: so i think the question is do you have to actually manually ring the bell i didn't or know how just... you're
2: supposed to do it. i don't know if it was like mechanically or something like that but okay. it wasn't even in service at then
1: so there was no dingy-dong inside? Yeah. You. I Thank you. There was
2: a dong, yes, and it was dinging.
1: <laughs> I don't know what you call that.
2: The, thi-
1: the thing inside the bell.
2: <laughs> it rang its bell.
1: That's what I tried asking and you just
0: said rope, but I like your answer better. But, like The sound you heard, though, it's probably safe to say that like, it wasn't the wind making no, the dingy-dong move or anything. No, it was
2: not the wind. It was the okay. a- is ringing the bell? My
0: dingling. <laughs> my tingling, ring my bell. They call it clapper. Oh <laughs> it clapper. no, no, ding-y I like dong. I like my
1: version better. the Yeah, she likes dong. the dong one.
0: Okay, I have one more question on the uh, reality TV si- yes. situation, and then I want to move on to like actual real scary stuff. But um, I find Zach Baggins entertaining in a like car crash kind of way. Like mm-hmm. you can't look away. Um, I was specifically asked to ask you, uh, with all due respect to Zach Baggins, is it your opinion, would you say that he, uh, do you think (laughs) that he might be slightly brain damaged or is just a douche? And that's an honest to God question. (laughs) And an honest to God fight I've been having with my friend for, and I'll say what my thoughts are, but I'd like to hear yours first.
2: (laughs) So, like, what what type of uh, douchebaggery are you talking about? So, okay,
0: so, and I, so my point is, I I've I have a theater background, yeah. from production, so I've sat through a lot of bad auditions, yeah. And he has a certain sort of cadence when he does his voiceovers. And recently, I accidentally downloaded an old episode of Ghost Adventures, thinking it was something else because I was kind of drunk and didn't read the screen mm. properly. And then right. I was like, "Son of a bitch!" So I tried watching it for like maybe 10 minutes and couldn't because it was an early episode and he was talking and he had that like overly dramatic cadenced i am an expert kind of thing he still does it but he's better slightly now but my friend was like i think he might be brain damaged because you listen to how he talks and i'm like no you're a dude and you don't hear how dudes mansplain to women Mm -hmm. and i think that he just thinks he's smart but he's he may or may not be. I'll leave it at that. Well, I, No disrespect to Zach Baggins. That's okay. And um, come on our show if you'd like to. We'd love to discuss this with you. That would be awesome. <laughs> pretty sure he's going to say no. Yeah, me too <laughs> at this point, but you never know. It never hurts to try.
2: <laughs> that's true. Um, well, as far as for, for me, like, he expresses himself a lot on the show. Like, uh, over the top, you know, type of thing. Like, you know, oh my God, I saw a ghost, you know, and just... Mm-hmm. Going, uh, going crazy uh, on it, and I, I could totally understand. Like you know, it's for ratings and it's for production. A lot of the stuff that they capture is pretty damn good. You know, I'd, I'd have to say it's uh, very intriguing, and uh, some of those things are very hard to explain too. Um, but what happens if you don't capture anything? Then what are you supposed to focus on?
0: Which is what ghost hunting is. What that's like the majority of it is what yeah. folks say is it's all research and
2: yeah. Sometimes when you go hunting deer, you you don't get a deer, you know. Yeah, exactly. Those type of things, <laughs> but you still have a production date. You still have to you know present it and all that stuff. And kudos to them and how they do it. But uh, I know that there's there's got to be a certain control uh, fiend inside there, whether it is production, whether it's the individuals or what have you, but has to be done in a certain manner, at a certain time, and in a certain way. So, in in my opinion about TV shows, I like to think of a little bit more of like YouTube channel mm-hmm. because like that they don't have that type of restriction on there, and they could go and it's it's low budgeting, which is in my opinion a little bit better because you know you get a lot more raw material off of it, and then you know it's also but you also got to be careful of like all those uh, punks that yeah. You know, put on some sort of fake thing like oh my god it's supernatural no it's not you know it's just somebody that farted or something like that you know? exactly. <laughs> you know, it's, exactly that's the wrong type of ghost that they want to film <laughs> my
1: favorite joke equally entertaining
2: though <laughs> yeah it is
1: <laughs> so that was the first part of our interview with mike and his experience in the military and investigating the paranormal stay tuned next week for part two please email us if you have anything you'd like to tell us about, especially if you have any personal paranormal stories, you can email us at whorrestalkwhore at gmail.com. Also, please follow us on social media, especially Instagram, where we are at horror And please leave us a rating and review wherever you are listening. And as always, thanks for getting creepy with us. Sharon, do you want a beer?
0: Uh. Oh, my God.